0: Today I want to use the passage from just before the reading that we heard, the second reading of the day, from 2 Corinthians 8, beginning at verse 1. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty, welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability, Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the saints. They did not do as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. So we urged Titus, since he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. I'm not commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich And here is my advice about what is best for you in this matter. Last year you were the first not only to give, but also to have the desire to do so. Now finish the work so that your eager willingness to do so may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what he does not have. Dear dear friends, It's good to be with you today, but it's a little sad that it has to be under these COVID restrictions and in this virtual way. Today I want to look at this reading from 2 Corinthians 8 and ask the question, what's the purpose of life? If you ask a number of people, they will give you a different answer. Different individuals will give different answers to this same question. What's the purpose of life? Well, one will say to live and let live. Another might say to work for peace and harmony. Yet another might say to get married and to have children. And then you'll get a variant again, to live comfortably through the challenges of life. And if the person is a little bit more spiritual, they might say, well, to become, the purpose of life is to become one with God, reunited with the Godhead. And so as you ask this question, you will get so many answers. The Bible hints at the purpose of life in various places throughout scripture. And I put it to you that one of those places is this reading from Second Corinthians 8. In the Old Testament it said the purpose of life is to love God with all your heart, soul, body and mind and then to love your neighbour as yourself. And Jesus confirmed that when he put these two readings or these two commandments together. The purpose of life is to love God with all your heart, soul and body and mind and to love your neighbour as yourself. Today I want to put it to you that the purpose of life can be summed up in the words it's to become a giving person. In other words, we could put it as briefly as this the purpose of life is to give. Didn't Paul say in Ephesians 2 verse 10 for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared for us to do? And I put it to you today that these good works can be summed up by the word to give. Sometimes we use the word to love. But today I want to specifically put it this way, that it's to give. It's to give of ourselves, it's to give of our time, our treasure, and who we are. And we see all of this in Christ Jesus. Christ came into this world to give his life as a ransom for many. He gave up his privilege in heaven so that others could become rich. And today's text says he became poor so that through his poverty we could become rich. Because Christ lived this life of giving, he has won our hearts and our lives and now our lives have become one of giving too. In our text today, the Macedonian churches are held up as an example of giving. Circumstances for them had been very tough. We're not told what they were, but it says they were very tough. They'd gone through a severe trial. Yet because of the grace of God in their lives, they'd generously and freely given their gifts to those without, namely the Jerusalem church. And because of their overwhelming joy in Jesus, despite not being well-off, they'd become amazing givers and they'd been amazingly generous. Like a fountain overflowing, they'd given what they could to the church in Jerusalem. Beyond what one would have expected or reasonably expected of them and given their circumstances, they'd become giving people. They even pleaded to share in the privilege of giving. Now, that's a sign of how amazing this giving was. They pleaded with Paul to give and share in meeting the needs of the Jerusalem church. Now, I can't say I have pleaded for the privilege to give. It's more likely that I'm happy if the collector for Red Cross misses my door. And I've never chased after the person looking for donations and said, whew, I got you. You forgot to knock on my door. Here's $100 for the Heart Foundation. That's not usually my response. But that's what the Macedonian Christians were doing because they'd come to realize that in Christ now, life is all about giving. This kind of giving can't be commanded. It can't be imposed on a person. I can't say, You should give like this. No, the Holy Spirit, he is the one who makes us generous like this. The Holy Spirit gives you a full view of the grace of God and the love of Jesus and it touches you deep in your heart and when that happens, that day you too, like the Macedonians, learn to live life giving generously beyond your means. Be assured this kind of giving is no duty. It's not some drudgery. No, it comes from the joy of being connected to Jesus and the reality that the Holy Spirit has made you a child of God. And it comes from this deep joy that knowing that truth has changed you for eternity. I want to end with a few examples of people who I've met and I've who have discovered this truth that life is all about giving. In my second parish, I lived in a poor suburb north of Wellington, New Zealand, and I came across a man who lived in a rich suburb nearby. This man went, he was a Christian, and he, went, he didn't go to our church, but he went to a Baptist church in the poor suburb. And he came to realize after a while that life was all about giving. And so one day he decided to sell his house in the rich suburb and bought six houses in the poor suburb. He lived in one of those houses and then rented out the other five houses to families in need in that poor suburb. He has testimony to the fact that living is all about giving. I knew another couple who owned a house with a pool. They said to the local Lutheran youth group, Anytime you want to have a pool party, the pool is yours. And he always made sure there was a responsible adult in charge. That couple had learnt that life is all about giving. And then I knew another man who owned a house in the poor suburb. This man was part of our congregation in our second parish. He owned an investment property there. And he prayed that he might help someone with that house. Well, he got an answer to his prayers because a family moved in who had a number of relatives who were all in jail. This family rented the house then. For years, in fact, 10 to 15 years. And the tenants became good friends of the landlord. And they, over time, actually became Christians. And their lives and the lives of their relatives started to change. After those 15 years, the man then sold the house and he shared 10% of the profit that he had made on the house with his long-term tenants. They were overjoyed. You see, living is all about giving. God is a giving God. He sent his one and only son into the world that whoever believes on him will be saved and have eternal life. Whoever knows this giving God, whoever comes to know this giving God deeply, soon starts to realize that life is all about giving too just like our God. And so today I want to end with the question, how might you try new ways of giving in your life and so become more and more like our wonderful giving God? Amen.